Welcome back to another episode of AI Buzz. My name is Nick. I have some awesome things to talk about with you in this episode from the world of machine learning and artificial intelligence. Let me go through the stories. These are great. First up, Netflix open sources the Polynote library. Google has released a new article about using deep learning to improve smell and our understanding of the sense of smell. Facebook's Fashion Plus Plus product. It's an internal product right now, but in a paper they detail how they went about creating it and how you can create a similar one. And last up, how the United States is falling behind in terms of AI compared to other countries. Let's go through these stories. Can't wait to talk about them. Thanks for joining me. Let's start off with Netflix. So today, the tech giant Netflix has open sourced an extremely valuable multi-language environment for notebooks. So deep learning notebooks. It can be easily combined with Spark, Scala, Python, and SQL. In the original post describing the release, Netflix states that the same library was instrumental in the success of some of their internal teams, including the recommendations team. So this, this library that they're talking about is called Polynote, and Netflix has a full team that's dedicated to allowing the recommendation, enabling the recommendation team uh, to really do their job as best they can. So they develop custom tools that make their modeling and analytics um, you know, as seamless as possible. And to do that, they uh, created this library called Polynote. And when they first started, the recommendation team had experienced difficulty using available the available notebook solutions that were out there. And so they had to turn to this custom approach instead. Notebooks are extremely useful for data exploration. The lines from a notebook, typically, you can uh, you know, run them independently or as part of a much larger program. You can kind of troubleshoot the different parts of your program and be able to see output independent of running a full Python script or you know, any sort of script or you know, you can see the output for just one line um, if you wish. So that's why notebooks are, are really, really useful. And this library, this notebook product, I guess you could say, Polynote, it includes an, an, a huge range of features that uh, so happy to have open source now for everyone to use. So they have autocomplete, and this is, this is new, multi-language, functionality. This is, to the best of my knowledge, the first time that a notebook environment has been compatible with using different programming languages in the same notebook uh, kind of file. So in one cell you can have Python, in the next uh, cell you can have presumably R or SQL or a Spark command and it should run just fine. You can use different languages within the same notebook. And that's, I believe, the first time we've seen this. 
With Polynote, you can actually include configuration files as well to customize uh, how you'd like your notebook. You can, you can save that off and replicate it somewhere else, and it will essentially reload the configuration and the settings that you like the most. This release is part of many other recent releases by some of the big tech companies. One of the ones that I covered was Pythia, which was released by Facebook. There have been several others, AutoML, and blanking on some of the others, but there's a big push from tech companies to open source their libraries and their products and internal tools. And this is just fantastic because it allows smaller organizations to benefit from the uh, sort of the resources of these larger tech companies. So great move on Netflix for open sourcing this Polynote tool. Next up. So machine learning is able to achieve some of the same levels as we can as humans in terms of our senses. Computer vision is probably the one that uh, we hear about the most used in medical imaging. It's able to detect uh, cancerous regions on MRI and uh, disorders and diseases and things on x-rays. In some cases better than radiologists. Can see farther than we can on roads with some of the self-driving features that Teslas have. One thing we don't hear about too much is the sense of smell. So that's what this story is about. Google researchers have developed their own perfume through machine learning techniques. The perfume that they ended up developing was inspired by some of the world's best French perfume creators. And the testers have said that it's actually not bad. So how this works is the team at Google Brain uh, released a paper on Archive and they were able to predict the scent, the smell solely based on the chemical structure of a molecule. So all they looked at was chemical structure of a molecule. They're able to predict the smell of that molecule. So this, this research isn't likely going to be saving lives anytime soon, but it's very useful to be able to better understand the sense of smell, which some say is maybe the worst understood of the senses. When a molecule enters your nose, the molecule interacts with the receptors inside your nose, creates a signal, transmits to the brain, and your brain then interprets that and classifies that as being either sweet or uh, oaky or any of the other types of smells that we, we might recognize. However, we, we can tell almost nothing from the chemical structure of a molecule until now. Sense of smell is different than our understanding of light, where light, you can, you can easily determine what color it's going to be if you know several things about it, such as the wavelength. So sense of smell, it seems now that it has caught up. If we know the chemical structure, we can get a rough idea of what it will smell like with this new approach. So the approach they took was different than some of the ones done previously before this paper was put out. They used a type of neural network, but it's called a graphical neural network. So 
the the input looks different. It's instead kind of a graphical structure, and it looks almost like a web. It's a web to show relationships between the different atoms that make up the molecules. So the positions relative to each other. It's kind of a map instead of um, you know the traditional input to neural networks. And this allows the network to really tease out any hidden relationships that that input graph contains. So the team used 5,000 molecules in their study, and they were all taken from some of the most skilled perfume makers they could find. And they were able to really successfully classify the molecules into different olfactory categories, such as sweetness. One thing that the researchers suggest is that the model may have one understanding of how something smells based on the chemical structure, and then we as humans might have a completely different sense of how that molecule might smell because we're much more complicated and multifaceted than just looking at the chemical structure. We have lots of different factors coming into play. And like I said earlier, a better sense of how smell works exactly is, is really needed. But this is a really good step towards you know leaning on machine learning techniques to begin to understand that relationship. One approach or one uh, disadvantage or downfall of the uh, model that they released is that there's these things called, uh, there's this property called chirality in molecules. So molecules can actually be chemically identical in terms of their uh, makeup, but they their structure is different. They're mere images of each other. So they're different. Um, they re interact differently uh, chemically. So these these have chirality, and the model is not able to really tell those apart as of yet. But they say they're going to start working on that. And honestly, Google Brain does not sound like that will be much of a challenge for them, considering they, they were able to pull this off. So really looking forward to seeing how Google Brain is able to advance our, our understanding of how smell works and how they can keep developing awesome perfumes with machine learning. Turning next to fashion. So machine learning and artificial intelligence are beginning and kind of becoming incorporated in terms of helping us out in our everyday lives. Alexa can answer your questions about the weather. We have autopilot features on cars and sense the car in front of you stopping. Snapchat can detect your face on selfies and make you into a cat. These are extremely useful things in our lives. It's becoming integrated into our world. So Facebook AI research has released a technology that is helpful for fashion. Definitely need this in our lives. <laughs> But the work is very, very cool. Very cool. So let me tell you about it. The research team suggests that instead of trying to have AI look at your you know, parameters about your body and try to create an outfit from scratch, they try to develop an AI that can be used in an assistive 
fashion, no pun intended, to help you get dressed. So instead of building our outfit ground up and um, you know completely changing the look and probably the style that you kind of want in your outfit, they're trying to build off of what you already have on and try to suggest really easy tweaks to your existing outfit to uh, enhance the appearance of it. So they call this tool Fashion++. Fashion++ from Facebook AI Research. And it will likely help a lot of people get ready in the morning. And, you know, if it takes a look at me and it suggests giving me a cape like they have on the, the runways or, you know, some of those ridiculous costumes, you know, I'm all for that. I think we definitely need that. I think it's supposed to work a little bit better than that, though. It's supposed to really be in line with what you have on and you know it it should actually be useful so when they when they do release this to everyone i look forward to trying it out seeing if i can enhance my fashion at all so they released this paper at the uh, international conference for computer vision the iccv conference it's a very renowned conference this was this year i'll tell every year but the 2019 conference. Facebook debuted this paper, and they collaborated a lot with, uh, let me find the names of the universities, UT Austin, Cornell, and Georgia Tech researchers. And how it worked was the model essentially would look at the picture of what you have on and turn the garments that you have on into encodings based on the different shapes and the textures that you have on, and then it fits them into uh, different categories of garment. And then it tries to optimize the presentation as well as the pattern and color of the garments that you increase your score is what they call it, and in turn you increase your style and your fashion, make it better. So it's a little bit about how it works. It's a pretty lengthy paper. Uh, the International Conference on Computer Vision. I uh, recommend checking that out if you'd like. Next up. Oh, let me go back to that story before I move on. How they did this was actually not with Facebook data. They actually show in the paper how the uh, data that they used can be bootstrapped from, from web images. So they aren't using Facebook images that people have uploaded, all their selfies and stuff. They've found and scraped images from the web to actually train this model. So that's pretty cool that you can actually create something like this without having the resources of Facebook. Pretty cool stuff. Okay, now, next up and last up. There have been several roundtable discussions, kind of panel discussions from some top-ranking uh, military brass on artificial intelligence. And as countries are beginning to realize the, the true potential of machine learning, um, you know, how it can be kind of really important in terms of 
you know, national security as well as, you know, weaponization of it. Um, you know, countries like Russia and China seem to be very far ahead of where we are. And that's really backed up in this phenomenal roundtable discussion that I suggest that you check out. So one of the people in the discussion, he's a former military commander from the U.S. Naval, Navy Special Warfare Unit. He's saying the United States is simply behind the pack in AI. His name is Brian Lucy. He's retired admirable, admiral. <laughs> he's an admirable admiral. He's from that special warfare unit, and he says that we really need to be relying heavily on the edge cases of machine learning. Uh, every time that they enter, the military enters a house or you know uses a drone to essentially you know defend or uh, attack someone, we need to be using AI because. Right now, we're losing too many troops unnecessarily. And he says that the plan laid out by the Pentagon does not allow for new upgrades to AI, new, up, new improvements to AI to take place rapidly enough to really put us on par with other competing countries. Another person on the panel, he is the director of the Joint Artificial Intelligence Center, John Shanahan, he had very similar forecasts for the United States. So he says both Russia and China are throwing tremendous loads of resources at their machine learning capabilities, and it's pretty uh, pretty chilling to hear someone so high up in the military who has very specialized knowledge about the capabilities of these countries that we do not have to be saying this type of thing publicly. So we do not have a full picture of where other countries' AI technology stands, but John Shanahan is saying if you throw this level of people and money that other countries are throwing at machine learning and AI, some of the biggest problems are bound to be solved. And I think that's very, very accurate. These countries are throwing billions and billions of dollars at that cause, and we should definitely be revising our strategy to try to keep up. Another another one on the panel, uh, she's a Duke University professor, Missy Cummings. She claims researchers at large tech companies are ahead of where we are in terms of military AI. So some of the tech giants, Facebook, Amazon, Microsoft, they're ahead technologically, but they do not rigorously test their AI in the same way the military does. And she's definitely right about that. There's also not sufficient, uh, not a sufficient workforce at these military departments to really develop that tech. And, you know, she's, she mentioned that she's not only is she a Duke University professor, she's former military herself. And she's, she talked a lot about how we really cannot be blind to the technologies that other countries are developing. And she fears that what we're going to do in the United States is introduce a lot of very mediocre AI. And instead of really enhancing our lives, it's going to 
cause a lot more problems than it's than it's worth. So I think all of these panelists have some very valid, some very accurate uh, points that they've made. I'd be I'm not in a position to really be saying they're wrong. These guys and girls are extremely experienced. They're at the top of their fields and institutions. And these guys are these guys and girls are warning us that we are falling behind in terms of workforce as well as funding into AI machine learning. So that absolutely should change. That's about all I have for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let me just give a brief recap of what I talked about today. I talked about how Netflix, everyone's favorite, has open sourced a a tool called Polynote that they have used internally for quite some time to allow the uh, video recommendation team to really excel at their task of recommending awesome shows to us. So this is open source. You can go check it out and download it and play around with it. It is, it's really cool. You can actually use uh, different programming languages right inside a single notebook, which is unlike anything we've seen before. Then I talked about how Google has gained some additional insight into how we smell as humans. They've actually been able to uh, create some of their own perfumes, and they've done this solely by looking at the chemical structure of molecules, which is just incredible. Facebook, as described in a paper this year, the Fashion Plus Plus tool, that can assist and enhance your outfit. It won't change anything drastically, but it can potentially give you a few extra bonus points in terms of how you look in the morning. And lastly, I talked about a uh, several military officials as well as some top ap- academics describing how the United States is falling behind in terms of uh, artificial intelligence. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is another episode of AI Buzz. I will be back very, very soon. This is your host, Nick. Thank you. Bye.